comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. So, you built the Batcave underneath Alcatraz. Why would you do that? Episode 254. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Too much time on my hands. How much sugar did you give Sage um, before we got here? Chat, you know, test maybe test I chat, shouldn't have test, let. Test. I shouldn't have just said, "Okay, fine, have as many jelly beans as you want." That's what it was—the jelly beans. You know, it probably is. Um, this is probably one hundred percent my fault for not parenting correctly. Sage totally—it's on me. Totally insisted that I carry him upside down. And you know, I just had an epiphany <laughs> about that like two seconds before I said yeah. it. It's like, oh, okay, so it is my fault. Jelly bean, delicious, yet dangerous in a five-year-old's tummy. Yeah, well, they do seem to be a catalyst for poor behavioral choices on his part. Did anything come out of his pockets when you turned him upside down? Uh, two frogs, okay. a nunchuck, a butterfly knife. I told him to get rid of that butterfly knife. And a copy of the Declaration of Independence. That he wow. stole from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. The Declaration of Independence? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a copy, but a darn good copy. It's impressive. I mean, you know, I mean something you I mean, get, not, I mean, like, at a good I mean, gift shop. Did it I mean, look like parchment? Talking, yes. Okay, I mean, it, it was heavy. It was a nice heavy paper. Heavy, you know, it did have a copyright symbol in the corner, so I right. know it's not real. Okay. But, you know, I mean, did it, it have good a hidden stuff. message on the back that's easily revealed by squeezing lemon juice on it? Uh, actually, I peed on it thinking that would work. Mm. Okay. It actually made things That was a good worse. idea. Nah. Okay. Did it have the gold made in China sticker on it? Yes, it did. Because so. you don't find those on enough things these days. <laughs> Made Although I, I, I've noticed that you do find fewer things, and it's, it's still a percentage of the whole, but you find fewer things these days that <laughs> have the gold the made in China sticker on it, um, replaced by made in uh, Bangladesh, made in Taiwan. Um, you know, and I, I guess remember, that's a move up. I remember up. those little gold made in China. And I, I, you know, I hate to, uh, I hate to sound like I'm uh, down on the Chinese. You know, I, I would never. Wish I ill on a, to, a Chinese I don't know how person. to interpret that phrase. Um, Damn I think it's Chinese. I think it's That's interesting. Just... Yeah, let's go ahead and get into uh, political socio. No, no, I was thinking here. more innuendo. Well, I read a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, that some nice some economics professor in a paper that I read because I am learned. He thinks that within about five years. China's economic advantage is in the, their their massive wage advantage that they have over American workers. He believes that that is effectively going to be gone within as little as five years, possibly. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. The, the idea of getting 
Americans Back to Work is a great thing. The idea of factories automatically moving to China so they don't have to pay workers uh, in America the the living wage, quote-unquote, is a very good thing. But I guess we'll have to see how it shakes out. You may have to start paying more for your doodads from Walmart. You know, the um, a lot of the electronics come from a company called Foxconn. Yes. Which oh, makes my goodness. iPhones, which make our, a lot of cell phones. Yes. Samsung uses them, a whole bunch of people. They make those are considered very good wages that they make there. They make ten dollar a day. Um, it's it's wow. an amazing story. I, I read about a guy. Uh, no, I listened to a guy on NPR talk about his trip. He was a uh, British journalist who went over to Foxconn to do a piece. Uh, I forget who it was for. This the, was on This American Life. It came out on Saturday. It's a wonderful story. About was it NPR? Yeah. yeah it I wonder if we heard the, It was this guy. He was talking to an audience, and he kind of sounded kind of Garrison Keillor-ish in that he spoke very slowly and yeah. deliberately, and he told about his experiences over there and the fact that they finally had to put nets up around them. He said, "This you can't believe the economic destruction in this section of the country that the Chinese leaders had said, we're going to basically take this section of the country and do whatever you want. We need the economic advantage, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. You get those products out. You know, you make those iPads and those iPhones and, and whatever else they make, but you do that without risk of environmental damage or, you know, damage to the people that work there. Um, so many people pour, have poured in from out in the countryside of China in the effort to find the better life, you know, the American dream or whatever you call it over there, and found that Foxconn was not the answer to their dreams. Um, apparently, these, these buildings that they work in are huge. I mean, up to a, a half a mile on a side, you know, 40, 50, 60 stories tall. And they had to install nets around the tops of their buildings because they were having rashes of people jumping off these buildings uh, as opposed to having to come back to work there the next day. And I assume the... I, actually, a lot of them live in the building. There are yes. campuses there that where wow. people actually live there. Yeah, he said that they had, uh, in their main building, they had, was it like six cafeterias, which each would seat roughly 10 thousand people for a seating you know it, it it's funny you bring up that point because mm-hmm. later in the story they had to recant that oh did and they it's not, okay it's they they can feed up to ten thousand people a day they can't oh, okay. see, feed them all at once they're okay. still big rooms but but nonetheless it, it could be up to ten thousand people a day can be fed in their cafeteria so I've, that those are like you know i found that amazing um so good for them um uh, and uh good for you I people out there. What are you there. talking about, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you people. Those of you who have to have the latest iPad or iPod. Frank does have an iPad, yes, but he doesn't do. have to have the latest iPad, I and I applaud latest. you for that, sir. Uh, you know, uh, Apple people, they're very hip. Yeah. And stuff like that, and they're always with it. I love those As opposed Samsung to me. commercials. Yeah, they're funny. <laughs> so those are awesome. But uh, somebody brought up, uh, they did like an economic study. You know, you always think of, of Apple people as being a certain type of person. Yes. And someone who's like, you know, they know about causes, and they're very hip mm-hmm. to the causes and stuff. Well, they, they had figured out that, that people, uh, that you may not like this, Professor, I don't know, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, Apple users are actually uh, uh, diehard are actually worse. They do more harm to the um, environment than other people because they upgrade so often that I the knew uh, it. that the uh, all that wasted that, tech. Yeah, it's all that wasted tech. Interesting. So uh, it's because you know they they have an iPhone and then a year later. Oh, okay. Um, you know they they have the iPad. They got to get the iPad too. So what happens to the other one? Well, it just kind of gets tossed aside, maybe sold. They don't they don't know. But yeah, they're 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 causing a growth in technology that really doesn't need to be there. It, it's more of a status thing, you know. There's Absolutely. That, there's that great line in that Samsung commercial where one guy's in line with another person and he goes, but if it looks just like the other one, how will people know I have the latest one? Right. You know? <laughs> and they don't, they never say iPhone, but that's what they mean. Yeah, the, uh, the inference is clear, yeah. shall we say. Although, <sighs> Samsung phone, come on, give me a break. What? Man. It's Motorola or bust, baby. Oh, <laughs> I've been happy with Samsung. Actually, I know uh, a few people, including uh, the uh, the wonderful Brad sitting right across from us. Yes, you, sir. He has an LG uh, phone. And nope, no HTC. Oh, HTC. My bad. Okay, the uh, Evo is a, a good thing. It's the, the Samsung. Uh, the yeah the. Yeah, that's the 3D. And I'm a weirdo. I realized um, I had to go in and get my... uh, uh, This is, by the way, this is not the Droid X that I've had for the last year I thought it looked new. This is a uh, new... Well, this Droid X is nude. Okay. The case is gone. Pause for laughter. (laughs) Um, I'm doing my own drops now. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, President Obama. Do you Um, you want me to go back and edit that out? No, it's okay. You can do whatever you want with it. If you edit it out, I'm good with it. No, I mean I could like clean, give you a clean. Yeah. In the heezy. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> and give you a clean. Pause for laughter. Are we doing? Are we gonna do phone talk? No, uh, we got. I got a talk? list of things to talk about. <laughs> we have talking points. But welcome we to have episode two fifty four. Luckily, we're not. I have we're a no Samsung. Longer, we're no longer beholden to the. Uh, we're ten the minutes into minute the time. show. <laughs> yeah. Nine minutes in before I said welcome to the. Well, show. Well, I just wanted to go off on a rant real quick. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't want to go off on a rant. It just happened that way. That Such was for life. you, Australia. <laughs> Such is life. Good day. Welcome to episode 254 of Half Hour Waste. I think I mentioned this before, but the Australians don't actually say good day. They say, how you going? So, uh, okay. hey, Des, how you oh, going? Not a shrimp on a barbie. Right. And they don't call them kangaroos. They call them kangaroos. <laughs> All right, so I have, I have three things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. We haven't set the agenda yet. This is as good a time as any. We're going to talk about three things. The first thing I want to talk about is... Um, I mean, this is kind of like when the teaser of the hour-long episode goes on for nine minutes, and so when you come back from the open, you're basically a quarter of the way into the show, and you go, well, that was an act. That like, was a whole act. Like the Simpsons. That's kind of that what we've done here. I'm going to get the, the quick one out of the way. I am currently reading... The Walking Dead: Rise of the Governor by Robert Kirkman and Jay Bonasinga. What? It's a um. It's a word novel. book. It's a word book. Okay. It's it's. Where's words. the pictures? No pic, and they're in your mind. It's about yeah, how, like I can do that. It's about how the guy named Philip Blake turned into the man that we know of as the governor from the Walking Dead comic. Okay. It's really good. Um, it's I'm halfway through it. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you know who the governor is. Obviously, that's a very interesting character. 
and it's somebody we're dying to see on the TV show. But this gives a background. And it, we, those of you who haven't read the comic have heard us talk about the governor, but don't really know what type of guy he is. Okay. Um, he's not somebody you'd want to know in real life. He it, he would be medically a psychopath because he doesn't have he doesn't really have empathy or his or his empathy is in a different direction where it should be. Right. He um uh very little no remorse and you uh, see all of what he did have of those things mm-hmm. you see it erode away in this book. Okay. He starts off one way and even halfway through I can see uh telltale signs of the man that we know as the governor. So that's a that's a very good storyline. Uh what what trades are they in? It's in about two trades, isn't it? Um well, it culminates in issue 48, which would be the fourth trade. So like 3, three and 4 3 and 4 are the big big ones. But anyway, this is good if you haven't read it and you want to know more about the governor, pick it up. The Walking Dead: Rise of the Governor. It's real good. You know, I I know you have talking points, but book book wise, yeah. Um, so Russell Latham from the Legion of Dudes turned Russell uh, who I know Russell him. Latham. He he turned he uh, us on to uh, to the fact that um, um, uh, Robo, uh, what's his name? Robo Robocop. Uh, Robocop. Yeah, fifteen seconds to comply. I put the gun down. I put the gun. See, it's on the ground. You have ten seconds to comply. That's that's when you know you're in trouble. I can't remember this. I can't remember this guy's name. Robo Um, uh, from uh, Atomic Atomic Robo. Robo? There we go. Okay. That uh, Red Five has been selling their trades of those for like three, four dollars. Digital collections. Uh, So I finally picked up. I read the first five. Wow. First five issues or five trades? No, first five trades. I'm halfway through the fifth trade. Wow. So good, guys. Is it It really? Because I tried it. and It is hilarious. I didn't care for it when I tried it. It is so dry and just tongue-in-cheek and just, you know, just this robot just trying to get stuff done and people won't let him love it. Really? So good. It's not Robo. It's not Superhero? Super robot, I guess. But okay. you know, I mean, there, there's some history jokes in there. I mean, what's he like trying to? Jokes in there. Is he trying to defeat a an armada of space monsters, or is he trying to like get a pizza delivered? Or well, let's see. Know. He gets into a fight with the ghost of Edison. Okay. Uh, he, him, and Stephen Hawking's don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get okay. into they I really dislike like each other. I think you are a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and he has. Uh, that sounds a little better. He has a nemesis called Doctor Dinosaur, which is about the funniest damn character I've ever you seen. Have a stupid. Who's nemesis. this written by? Anybody we ever heard of? Yeah. Um, yeah let's see. His name is Bob Hope. No, it's it's a one Stephen one of the guys right from from Marvel. Here I have to bring. I'd it up. settle for Dan Brown. Dan Hold Brown's on. last book was really good, by the way. The was lo- it? The Lost Symbol. I enjoyed it very much. Okay. I haven't read any of the Dan Brown you offerings read yet. read Angels and Demons for sure. I've uh, Much better than Da Vinci Code. Interesting. And, and it was written first. So. Okay. Um, Hold on. Okay. We're standing by. But, you know, Tesla's in here. Yeah. And, I've, and, I uh, guess I'm... I've been needing uh, to get Brian, back into my Stephen Brian Donaldson. Cle- uh, Scott, Scott Wagner does art. Okay. Brian Cle- Clevelander? 
C-L-E-V-I-N-G-E-R. Cleveland. Clevenger. Clevenger. Ryan Clevenger. Let's go with Clevenger. He wrote it? Um, yeah. Okay. And Scott Wagner did the, the art. Anyway, love it. Thank you. Thank you, Russell Latham, for turning us on to that. Wow. So those of you good people who love good comics and are dissatisfied with the big two, uh, go check out a little Atomic Robo, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red 5. I've um, I've not become dissatisfied with the, uh, the new 52 yet. They're I obviously like the, I like the Star Wars fans. And I'll let people. it sit there. What's that? They're obviously Star Wars fans. Yes, they are. Cool. Red because 5 standing I've, by. I've mm-hmm. heard of this. I've heard people tell me how good it is, but your descriptions have piqued my interest quite it's a bit. very silly, Billy. Yeah, the problem is I don't have, uh, I don't have an iPad, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to read stuff on my phone unless I can, but it is extremely unless silly. I can avoid it. So reading stuff on a laptop, you know, is kind of cumbersome and bulky. Mm-hmm. Um, so Well, your laptop does weigh 16 pounds. It's a good point. You have a thick one. Yeah, but it's the problem is it's the That's 16. It's, my problem is it's it's landscape, not portrait. So that's an issue. Okay. <laughs> you could get. I, that was not a pun. I did not mean that as a pun. <laughs> you could get. Here's what you yes. could do. You could get a laptop that's twice as long. Yes. That way it'll be twice as high. Oh. And you could spread that up vertically. If I bought like a 32-inch laptop, yeah. then I'd probably be covered <laughs> yes. then. I'd yes. like to see the That's backpack awesome. that the goes A 32-inch in. laptop. I'd like to see the backpack that yeah. goes Yeah, hey, in. hey, Foxconn, got a uh, got a new idea for you. Oh, there'll be a lot of dead Chinese if Gonna you do that. 32-inch uh, laptops, and I mean soon. Hey, do you guys like uh, watching paint dry? <laughs> uh, you well, mean like the first 15 you know minutes what? of the show? I kind of do. Kind of. Well... If you do, then you'll you'll uh, probably enjoy the heck out of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Which oh. one's, I don't even know what that is. It's a, I mean it has Oscar has nominated been... Gary Oldman, oh, yeah. based uh, on a book. Well, and based on a movie from what the seventies. Well, it was a book first, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Oscar nominated Gary Oldman, fine actor in his own right. Yeah. Gary, what were you thinking? So what's the premise? Really? It's a spy. I couldn't even tell you. All I know is that there was supposed to be a spy. Was that a John McCarr novel? I don't know. Uh, yes, it was. There was people, and they would talk, and then they would stare a lot, and then they would go into the soundproof proof room and talk about stuff, and there was a guy named Control. He was John Hurt, who had the alien come out of him in the first movie. Interesting. And then Gary Oldman would... would talk very quietly and then he would stare a lot you know what okay brad did you ever see rubicon on amc no did you ever see rubicon no i I heard it was really good but really slow this sounds a lot of what you're saying it's just like that except it's this one's not really good okay (laughs) it's really slow but it's not really good i swear i was with, with rubicon you kept waiting for Something's happening. You're just waiting. People are talking. Just like you said, something's coming up, guys. Yeah. And it never came. Harley turned to me about a third of the way into the movie, and she goes, this is when my daddy would always say, okay, let's start the shooting. <laughs> I if if I could be way off on this, but I thought Gary Oldman was nominated let's for it. Why not you check? Google it. I think he's nominated for Best Actor for this movie. Yes. I could have done what Gary Oldman did in this movie. There was no acting. And I'm sorry, what, what's, really? the, what's the movie called Tinker, again? Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the plot was because there wasn't a plot. So you have to assume at that point, it's the Gary Oldman is is extremely good 
And you've got he to assume that, that he's doing what the director asked him to do at that point. Or the director says, I think your interpretation is valid and I'm going to let you run with it. Um, in either case, it's it's weird to see him be that listless, I guess. I could have done exactly what, and I'm not an actor by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination, but I could have done just as good a job as Gary Oldman did in that movie. Goodness. Gary. For best leading role, for best actor in leading yes. role, Gary Oldman. Are you and kidding Tinker, me? Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Yeah. That's and by the way, got to be a joke. That makes me have absolutely no faith in the Oscar nominee system. So you've had faith in the Oscar nomination. There have been things that I thought, oh, that makes sense, or it's. I can kind of see that. That's all but, politics. But this, this is the most incredibly, painstakingly boring movie experience I have ever had in did my life. Did you walk life. out? No, because I was there with Harley and her sister. Oh. But I did a lot of this. That sounds like... Uh, you didn't go to the, air quotes, restroom no. and then just hang out in the lobby and play Angry I Ducks I thought on about it. I thought about it. I thought, you know what? Look, I'm 42 years old. I'm becoming a man. Okay. I'm leaving childish ways behind. In theory. Right. Well, it's a two-way street. Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. It's a Batman movie reference, by the way. Excellent. Very good. And I thought, I'm going to give it a shot. I like Gary Oldman. He's a fine Commissioner Gordon. Yes. And he was a good um, uh, Mm -hmm. serious black in the Harry Potter movies. Darn right he was. Um, I thought, I'm going to give this a shot. He was great in True Romance. Dang it. Never saw it, actually. Oh, come on. Never saw it. But I'm telling you, I... You need to see a true I, romance. I Holy probably cow. do to wipe the slate. We're talking about Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy. The it's based on an here. old book about spies and... It's a John LeCar novel. It's... Listen, save yourself some money and don't go... Well, okay, okay. I don't all, know if you heard what I actors, said, but I could have done just as good a job in this movie as him. All it actors was, oh have, gosh. you know, sometimes do it for the paycheck or don't care or it's just something to do. He obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, didn't I'm do, do anything do my, but got nominated and go, hey, and I didn't even try. I'm going to do my Gary Oldman impression right yeah, from go. this movie. Standing by. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Oldman from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And what did she say? And scene. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was... Yes. yes. Brad, there was a lot of pain. I no, felt that. I read that, I felt Brad. That. I could tell that you were suffering just like me during I wanted to stand up in the movie theater <laughs> and walk down to the front and turn around and open my arms wide to all the people in the seats and go, Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're actually enjoying this? <laughs> We're trying to take a nap. Uh, gosh. <laughs> um, Rant over. Yes, and before uh, before we get the emails um, on the forums, uh, the original adaptation of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy uh, was a BBC series uh, oh, featuring yeah? Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness, really? in the role that Gary Oldman <gasps> would take over. You might have seen that as a kid. I definitely remember it being on. How many when I was episodes youngish. of that series? Were uh, there? That happened in 1979, by the way. It aired it on 
here in the United States on PBS uh, somewhere in the early 80s. We call that Bibs. Seven-part series for the okay. BBC. You know, for, for the most part, British dramas on PBS, uh, someone has to convince me they're good before I'll, I'll seek them out. No, 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 no. You don't have to be convinced. Here's your, convince, uh, here's your convincement. Um, it was broadcast on PBS as part of its Great Performances series. Uh, so see? there you go. If that's not a stamp of approval, I don't know what There's is. There's something about the about the great performance yes. tag that makes me not want to watch you it. Weren't, <laughs> you weren't enraptured by upstairs, downstairs, no. and Wuthering Heights? No. Here's my All impression right, of enough. Alec Guinness. <laughs> Here's my impression of Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, Guinness or Gillis? Guinness. 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 Like the beer. Oh, my God. Steve Gillis, Alec Guinness. Thank you. Here's my impression of Alec Guinness in Tinker. Taylor, soldier, spy. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm. And what did she say? How to be a tissue. And scene. Okay, now here's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now here's my imitation. Bravissimo! Of Alec Guinness after drinking a Guinness doing Tinker, Taylor, soldier, spy. And think about nice. this because you have to be okay. Nice. Okay. Action. Uh, what was this like? Interesting. Cut. Awesome. <laughs> nah, see, I was, uh, All right, now you. I felt a little deadly more. I've got your Alec Guinness impression right here, okay. the definitive Alec Guinness impression. Alec Guinness impression in three, two. So you never say the one. It's, right. it's a VO you thing. Just, if you knew, you'd, you'd, you'd understand. If All you're right, in so, the biz. Alec Guinness impression, take two. In three, two. These aren't the droids you're looking for. See, if he'd said that in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, it would have been sudden, sweet. Why is he talking like George Harrison? All of a sudden. <laughs> that's my Alec Guinness impression. That's George George Harrison. When I read Star Wars, say, the Lego Star Wars Save the Galaxy to Sage every single night for the last six months, that's how I do Alec Guinness. These are the droids are looking for. scum and villainy. That's right. Can you guys do uh, Michael Caine? While my guitar I'm, gently weeps. Michael Caine. Okay, okay. Oh, now, wait. Before you do that, give oh, me a patch and then, and then do it. I got your Michael Caine right here. Oh, no, no, no. oh, thank you. <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> I took a Viagra. It got stuck in my throat. I've had a stick death for hours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> doesn't, okay. See, doesn't that make you want to watch Goldmember? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> ah, ah, that is such a great, ah, that's a great movie. Okay, Anybody who I'm, thinks Goldmember is a bad movie is I a gotta be honest, American. Yes. When we started this episode, yeah. I thought... Five minutes in, this episode is already among our lowest it's <laughs> quality wise. Just awful. It has yeah. It has improved exponentially after the ten minute mark. It's fantastic. This is a trailer to a movie called The Trip, uh, featuring two British actors uh and some other actors. So just we'll listen to the trailer. Okay. And I hope you enjoy is it. Is this a recent movie? Yes. Okay. Is this a real movie? Yes. Hey, Rob, Steve. Oh, hiya. How are you? Are you free? To go away. Where? Uh, it's a job. It's kind of a tour. Really good restaurants. Why me? Uh, Misha can't come and I don't want to go alone. I've uh, asked other people, but they're all too busy. So, you know, do you want to come? I know that guy. Yeah. Should be Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. We only have one double room. What do you think's going to happen? You might touch my bottom. Were you an altar boy? What do you got? What do you? Heat in my... Scallops, heat, chino, 
I've not heard your Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, my name's Michael Caine. You are so wrong. Michael Caine used to talk like this. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it. When it gets loudly, <laughs> it gets very loud indeed. And you don't do the broken voice, but it gets very emotional. Oh, man. <laughs> Taste of a childhood garden. Was there a lot of alcohol in your garden as a child? I'm sorry, Rob. They always say something like, gentlemen to bed, before we leave at first light. No, they never leave at 9.30. <laughs> gentlemen to bed, before we leave at 9.30. Ish. Ish. Don't you find it exhausting, running around, chasing I don't girls? Go around. I don't chase them. Oh, dear me. But don't you find all that exhausting at your age? Everything's exhausting past 40. I'm with a short Welsh man who does impressions. It's not fun. Have you been doing <laughs> drugs? Sex between two people is a wonderful thing. Between three, it's terrific. Pretty, <laughs> vaguely amusing, a cry for help. If you were to allow your child to have an illness, you could win Oscar Best Actor. That's disgusting. Not a, not a, what not... kind of illness? I want a room with a view. I want to see a tree. I'd like a vodka martini. Shake a stroke. She was only 16 years old. I directed the whole movie. Oh! How's the trip been? I can honestly say it's one of the most enjoyable periods of my life. <laughs> So the whole movie. Oh my god! The whole movie. I want that. Are these two guys for one week traveling around Britain, and basically what you saw is the whole movie. They all they do is talk and do impressions. There is absolutely zero plot to the thing, and it is that dry British humor. Have you seen it? I guess there's uh, no I've seen script. The first half, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch that. But that first half is so. Funny. Where can you find this? Uh, it is on TiVo. I mean, I'm sorry. It is on Netflix. Yes! Streaming. Tonight! That's it's called The Trip. I like the, the Michael Caine impression. Yeah. That, that whole section of the Michael Caine part, and there's tons of sections like that cool. where they just get into arguments about I, it. I swear on my life, tonight, I will watch either The Trip, streaming uh, via Netflix, by the way. I will watch either The Trip or the pilot episode of The Walking Dead, one of the two. <laughs> Mark it down tonight. It's my promise to myself and the listener. Oh, Brad, you had one other point? <clears throat> yeah, I want to talk about um, Alcatraz, the new J.J. Abrams Fox yes. TV show. Has anybody seen Let's it? Let's talk about I that, saw, shall we? I saw the what I thought was the pilot, but I actually saw the... Third episode. Third episode. Okay. I saw what I think may have been the second episode. Possibly. The, the night it, was, it premiered, yeah. they showed two hours worth. Okay. I did first, not see and that. And it was the first two episodes back okay. to back. I saw the third episode just like Frank did. I'm interested if Frank had the reaction I had. Well. Tell me that the third episode was a poor reflection of what <laughs> you've seen in the first two hours. Tell you what? Tell me that the third episode is not a good you, representation of what the series has been so far. You need to watch the first two. Yeah, I do. At least I, the I, first one. The problem is that uh, Fios doesn't stream Fox programming, so I don't know where the heck I'm going to see it. Actually, they they should. Fios doesn't stream Fox. Okay. Or they don't they don't on demand Fox. That's okay. what I meant to say. Excuse me. Um, I I, I have found, and that's a problem. I have them, and I'll I'll give excellent. Them to you. Good. I I would like to see that. I loved it. Okay. I love the show. 
and I think it's well done. It it's filling that lost shaped hole okay. in my soul. Yes. It really is. It feels good. I take it you didn't care for the third episode at all? <sighs> that one episode I watched, I I wanted. It is this is one of those things where it's a shame. It's something that you want to well, like you need to watch badly you need to watch the first two you watch it and you think you've got to be kidding me i'm not going to i'm not going to crucify you know the concept of the show or or it's it's goodness or it's badness based on 42 minutes of product but what i saw was not encouraging it felt very much like uh watching uh terra nova just in the way that oh. you got the sinking feeling that it was a high concept. They paid a lot of money for it. They put a lot of effort into it. Uh, they clearly want this to succeed, and it is not that great. Well, I think uh, I, I agree with Bill Sediments on that third episode, the only episode I've seen. And, well, and I just I, I watched that episode and was just like, "You've got to be kidding!" I me. love this is not what what they're what they're pushing at us. I loved the third episode. And okay, you, you have to see the first two. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, know, I, I thought under- they did a good job of bringing the viewer up to speed as to what's going on. Yeah, I like. Well, I got what was it, going on. I it, thought Hurley it, was really cool in his relationship with the copper, the detective, whoever the the, the ladybird is, Madsen. Yeah, I thought those two were really cool. I thought and this surprised the heck out of me. It'd be like saying Michael Caine was over the top, and I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Sam Neill, I, I was just <laughs> almost in shock. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I was almost in shock at what Sam Neill w- was feeding us. It was like, you don't really? know what my agenda is. <laughs> I, I just, it, it felt contrived and overacted. And, and yeah. watch and, the first two episodes. Uh, yeah. Does he and get a sickness that causes him to overact? Watch, watch the first two episodes, <laughs> and if you don't, to see the first don't. episode, he gets the overacting uh, uh, disease. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was it. I have an agenda. <laughs> it, it, it made his turn in Jurassic Park look like uh, Gary Oldman and Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. <laughs> watch the first two episodes, okay. and if you don't care for it after that, yeah, that's fine. And I'm a Sam Neill fan. I totally get it. I'm one of the few people on this planet that defends Event Horizon. I think that it was a fun, fun movie. I have that, that on Neal Blu-ray, but I still haven't seen it. Okay, uh, my tip to you, the first half of the movie is awesome. Yeah. The second half of the movie, kind of like so many of these sci-fi horror flicks, the second half kind of devolves into monster chase people, monster kill most everybody, movie end. Okay. So I, I hope that wasn't too much of a spoiler for people. But the first half of that movie, I went and saw it in the theater, and I was blown out of the water. Um, the first half of the movie... The concept of the movie just gives me goosebumps. I, I just that that shot of um, and Larry Fishburne's in it. It's got a great cast, by the way. Larry, like he's a personal friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, Larry, Uncle Sammy, Larry. Sammy Junior, Sammy right. Jackson. Yeah, Sammy Jackson, Larry um, Fishburne. You know, Sammy Neal. Uh, I'm I'm not going to give up on the series because that felt like you a very to, paint by numbers. You need episode. to watch the first two to understand yeah. everybody's motivation. And I liked it. I I still like it. Um, well, it sounded John like her, and I like, started, you know, podcatraz. Yes, because <laughs> was we this liked a it. sly reason to to get you to promote? No, I'm and, trying to thank Bill you know, for something I, he did. I think okay. I I think I should have listened to Sam Neill's performance in that that uh, that the thing he did the right. the intro the trailer the whatever you want to call it. I should have listened to that a couple more times before I laid down that vo for you. So no, I'd like to apologize for that. Hopefully no, it, it, okay. it did fine. Um, what I wanted to do was. Uh, play the open that actually Johnny edited it together um, that Bill did for us 
and then I wanted to play part of our third episode. It's a minute and a half long. Cool. Here, here's the open that, that Bill did. Bring it, baby. On an unspecified day in 2011, Fox officially announced a new show named Alcatraz. John and Brad had sworn off starting another podcast, only that's not what happened. Not at all. Welcome to Podcatraz. That song there played yeah. in one of the preview trailers. Okay. So we use it as our music bed going cool. in. Cool. Um, I was really crazy. So that, that I, was, I hadn't heard that since I recorded it. So yeah. That, that, it wasn't half as bad as I thought it I would. actually missed a lot of it. Like, whatever's going on here oh, has yeah. a short. So. Is it still jacked up? I just can't hear anything. I, I can hear very little. Anyway, can Right you? now, still? Yeah. Well, maybe it's time to retire. I think it's time to retire three puss. Is it still grody? Keep going. I wonder. There we go. Now I can hear it. All right. Um, I thought maybe I should play the the thing, the original part of the episode where he makes that speech. But if you've seen it, you know you get it. Hey, everybody! I'd like to apologize for not having talked for the last thirty seconds. I, I took a bite of pizza, so <laughs> that's what happened. Um. So anyway, thank you, Bill, for doing that. And then I promised. Johnny M. that I would play this uh, right here. First thing I want to do is uh, last show we gloated quite a bit about our new intro and we failed to mention the awesome Bill McGonnell, the voice of Half Hour Wasted, who yeah. does all of our voiceover work. And I'll, you can speak to it better than me, Brad. Yeah, Bill is one of my two co-hosts on Half Hour Wasted. The other guy's Frank. Uh, Frank Rincon and Bill McGonnell. And there are several of you listening out this is obviously oh, I already said it. Cross promotion. It's part of our no, this is part of our third episode of Podcatrice. Okay. Listening out there who know who they are because you listened to like John said last week, a lot, if not all, of the shows on the Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dudes podcast network, HSWLOD dot com. And Bill is uh he's got a face for radio. No, he's a good looking guy, but um he's got a nice uh VO voice and um he's been kind enough to Supply us with the voiceovers when uh, when we ask him uh, for several shows. He's actually done it for other shows that aren't part of our network. So Bill's a good guy. I've known him for like 20 years, and uh, he's like a brother from another mother almost. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, I don't know if he's listening to this. I don't know if he's had a chance to watch Alcatraz yet or not, but I will uh, at least play this for him at the next recording of Half Hour Wasted so he can hear it. Awesome. Yeah, he has a great set of pipes, as they say, in the biz. And uh, and we use them a lot and ask him and email him to please say this and please say that. And he's always very generous with his time. So thank you, Bill, for making our intro awesome again. Thank you, brother. Okay, and that reminds me, I need you to get I need yeah. to get you to VO something <laughs> no sweat. Uh, for, for Podcatraz after we're done recording. We could do that. Um <laughs> Well, that's, I, I'm I'm like blushing over here or something. No. That's that's really those are kind words. And please watch episodes one and two. Yes, and then after you watch those, I if, will. If you yeah. decide this isn't, show isn't for me, then that's fine. But just don't give up on yeah. it yet. No, no. no again, you, 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 uh, the, the thing it's is, a lear- I, it's a learning curve. We I think know it that. really has. It's really got something, and 
Okay, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the first three episodes of, of Podcatraz. Doc Beauregard, who um, showed up at the end. Yes. Do you know, you haven't seen the first two episodes, so you're not really sure where he's from. Uh, no, but I presumed, I presumed he's from Alcatraz by the way, one, he looked, and two, the way he, like what he was wearing, and three, he had a record player. Now, <laughs> n- actually, now that I think about it, there was a flashback to the 1960s where... Um, oh, he did were, treat the guy, yeah. Yeah, so the conceit of the show is that you know, in 1963, all the guards, the Al- Alcatraz was closed. Uh, the prisoners were transferred um, to different things, and the island was shut down. Well, what really happened was that 256 guards and 42, no, 256 inmates and 42 or whatever guards just up and disappeared. They just disappeared. And Sam Neill's mission in life now is to figure out where they went, um, because they're starting to come back. Right. Okay. Um, now, when he tells Doc Soto, which is Jorge Garcia's character, okay. and Rebecca Madsen, uh, the detective, when he t- uh, explains to them what is going on, he he specifically says there's an X amount, a number of convicts, and there's an X amount, a number of guards that have disappeared. Okay. And he's got a secret room in the below uh where he's got all the guards pictures on one wall and all the convicts pictures on the other wall and he collectively calls these people as the 63s because they disappeared in 1963 okay well these people are coming back well so far we found out there are two other people that are in present day that were also back in alcatraz that aren't either a guard or a prisoner and john and i have I mean, these are people that disappeared and yeah. reappeared? Yeah. Okay. Doc Beauregard is one of them. Interesting. He was back. He was the doctor on Alcatraz back in 1963. Okay. And there's another character also. Okay. So as viewers, we don't know why these two characters are back. And they haven't aged a day since they disappeared either. So, so they're not part of the guards or the uh, or the, um, or the prisoners. Right. And so John and I call them the others, which is kind of like a lost reference. I get it. But anyway. So without trying to pick it apart too much, um, were there were there people that were left on the island when everybody else disappeared? Uh, or was it just anybody on the island was just gone? Anybody, as far as we know, anybody that was on the island at this time okay. were gone. Okay, so it wasn't like there were, there were 300 people on the island and 250 of them disappeared and the other 50 are gone. Well, what happened? No. Where, where's, where's the prisoners? At the beginning okay. of, of the first episode you see a boat with two policemen uh they get arrive at alcatraz they Mm -hmm. get off and one of them says where's the other boat or where's the other guards and um the one guy says i don't know they something's not right here because they never miss the transfer when they transfer prisoners off to the mainland and they started walking through and there's nobody in alcatraz it is empty it's a ghost town and uh so anybody who was on the island as far as we know is gone. Okay. And so the big mystery is where did they go, who took them, and why are some of them coming back not aged a day? Yes. So there you go. And, then and it, I love I love the concept of the show. Um, the, the actors um, I thought were a fantastic idea. Uh, I mean, this is one of those shows that, uh, you know, I will not um, 
Just, I will not just, I'm not going to put a fork in that show based on as, one hour. As your friend, I'm asking you just to watch the first two episodes. Well, because honestly. And then make your decision. The first, oftentimes not including the pilot, the first few episodes of a show, they can be the best, but it's not unusual for those first few ep- non-pilot episodes to be the worst episodes of the show because unless they get a real head start on the casting, oftentimes they are writing for characters and they don't know who the actors are. Are going to be to right. play those characters yet um so they're literally writing almost uh um what's the right word they're they're writing the characters almost as ciphers right because they don't have the proclivities of the individual actor to pair up and to complement the their writing mm-hmm. um, a show I, i'd like to cite that falls under that category is, is um how i met your mother the first okay. six episodes are um the actors are doing something different Okay, and they're not the characters that we see today, and uh, you know they've grown so much. It's a show yeah. I really enjoy. Um, well, hey, just, Seinfeld it, is the same way. Yeah, it, well, it has, people just need to grow into that into those characters, and uh, and not necessarily grow into the characters, but you have to have kind of a the characters have to have a history. Yeah, yes. that they build on. Yes. From episode to episode to episode. Which makes it ironic that Fox is the network we're counting on to have patience. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... I mean, this, you know... Well, I, we, we I, still I, know. I, I will give Fox because they, they take a lot of chances. Now, granted, they, they don't give a lot of second chances. I, but, I, it, but, you know, they they throw a lot of stuff out there. They lose a lot of stuff, but a lot of stuff stays. I mean, look at Fringe, look at... Um, well, but we're in the last season of Fringe, aren't we? Mm-hmm. This is episode... This is it, it's season four... We don't know that it's not coming back. Yet. I thought I thought I heard J.J. Abrams recently read an article where he said that um, he would love to have a fifth season to wrap it up. Okay, they know how this fourth season is going to end. Okay, um, one of the producers of the show said it's not a foregone conclusion that it's over. Okay, so well, good. Um, you guys like my fringe? T- unfortunately, I heard love that. Um, that's uh, um, sits Bradernet sitting over there. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Chad. <laughs> I'm wearing a fringe fringe division Department of Defense sweatshirt with the two Fs on it. Yes, which no one in this universe would wear, but I'm thinking many so people in the alternate universe would wear. So we must be in their universe. No, 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 no! It's not where I'm going at all. It's just the people in the alternate universe, they're a lot more casual than we are. Um... Indeed. Uh, concerning this, what Brad's everybody, about to play. I got bad news. We've been canceled. Oh. No, keep going. Ah. Greatest scene in Family yeah. Guy history. Yeah, right there. I, we've played it enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was just bringing on that chestnut back. But, but it's, Hush realm. It, you know, for everything that that Fox does do, I mean, they they give us these nuggets of shows that if they're good enough, they'll have a cult following and stuff yeah. like that. Firefly is a great example. Um, family Guy, they canceled them, but then it came back. You Millennium, know, we, and we have a lot of these small shows Millennium. that you know maybe get four yeah. or five, six episodes. Which, in honesty, maybe some of them just deserve yeah. four or five, six episodes. But it's a it's a good concept, and they they take chances. And they don't let things stick around that long, but they give stuff chances. And I rarely, I don't say this often enough, Frank, but that's a really good point because Fox has always been known as as a network that will take those chances. I mean. You know, like you said, from, well, X-Files. Yeah. You know, X-Files, that was not a, you know, that genre was, we hadn't seen a show of that genre since Kolchak the Night Stalker in the 70s. Mm -hmm. You know, they brought it back. They put it on Friday nights, which was a great night for it, by the way. 
and they let it ride its course out. Um, then they they gave Millennium uh, a good shot. That was the Lance Henderson show. Lance yeah. Henderson, yeah. Wasn't there a third season, or no. am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, you're absolutely right. Okay. It was three seasons. Okay. It needed one more season. Yeah, it did. Because that would have actually taken them to the Millennium. Yes. And I absolutely loved that show. Yeah. Absolutely freaking loved it. Yeah, Harsh uh, as, as far as Chris Carter shows are going, Harsh Realm was silly, but Harsh Realm got three whole episodes before they said, forget you, go away, don't come back no more. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they've given us Firefly. Um, they've given us a lot of shows that uh, that do break convention. Um, and that's to their credit. Now, uh, we want them to give these shows a chance. Uh, makes me wonder, do we know if Terra Nova's been canceled? I've already asked that. I haven't heard if it's coming back, so I would say, yeah, it's been I mean, have, Did they air the 13 episodes they had in the can? Don't know. Okay. I mean, I lost I, interest. I don't think they did. I think they... Forget you! Okay, Went a long way for that. I don't think they've aired all thirteen of them. I think they they had a, you know like a month hiatus. Yeah, okay. And um, then kind of forgot about it. That's weird, man. I gave up so, after the fifth episode. Well, the acid test will be um, uh, next week, as uh, or I guess this week uh, for those of you following along will be the first week of February, which will be sweeps. So. Uh, does it come back during sweeps, or do they avoid it until March and just get out of the way? Like they did with one of my favorite shows of uh, of recent memory, if not of all time, The Great Chuck, which I believe has had an expurgated uh, season here. Um, I'm going to miss Chuck. Uh, my understanding is that uh, it's, it's their last episodes in the can. They've already had the rap parties, and uh, we're just waiting to find out. In fact, I think I've got, I've got one of the last... <laughs> The DVR has the last seven episodes of Chuck, and I'm afraid that, that the seventh episode in the DVR is either the last or the second to last episode that's ever going to air. I think they were getting it out of the way before Sweeps came back, Okay, which makes me sad. But that show had a great run, and uh, um, it was okay. It's kind of fringy in that this fourth season has felt a lot different from the rest. Uh, Chuck is so different from Fringe that it... it it has been a different kind of difference. It was a sitcom. I'm not making much sense. Mm. Uh, it's an action comedy. It's not a. It's not a drama. It's action like it's, it's like House. Action. Yeah. No, um, no, like, no. It's uh, Chuck is not a drama. There are dramatic elements in it, but it is mainly, it is mainly an action like the comedy. good guys. Caction. Yeah, I guess you know it, it's more an action Caction? genre. Caction. There you go. It's a but there, show. But there, you know, it's not even so much comedy. It's not zingers and one-liners. It's just, it, it makes you feel good. You know, I guess it, it makes you smile. And maybe that's what I mean by action comedy. Um, because they're not throwing jokes Caction. at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unlike Fringe. I, yeah, I heard Bill roll his eyes when I yeah, said that for like the seventh time. Which I love. I love Fringe. I've been there since episode one. I'm not leaving it anytime soon. And by the way, I, I am caught up. I did watch the most recent episode uh, this morning. One, that's the only one I haven't seen. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give anything away. You mean like away. from last night? Uh, yes. I haven't seen last okay. night. Well, I won't say anything about okay, that episode. Uh, only that. I will say, and this, this relates to the entire fourth season. This is not- When we're done talking, uh, I'm sorry, when we're yeah. done recording, we got to talk Fringe for just a few minutes. Okay. We can do that. Um I'm beginning to have a minor problem with Fringe. It's not it's not the production, it's not the acting, it's not the writing. It's still a very good show. But it it's there was uh the third season of Battlestar Galactica was the same. 
good show, well produced, well directed, uh, well written, well acted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well done show. It was no fun to watch. You did not at the end of the episode, at the end of each episode, you kind of you didn't feel dirty, but you just felt like your soul needed a shower. I thought we were going to talk about this after we were done recording. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, this is this is a comment about the entire fourth season so far. This is not this is not specifically talking about last night's episode. This is the way I felt this entire season. Really? Um since the since Peter, you know, has come I mean, well this whole season has just felt really dark. It's very dark and very confusing. Yeah. And I tried to explain it to uh, uh the professor. She sat down and watched it with me this morning too before the kids got up. And um Talk about dropping in on the middle of something. Yeah. Uh, because she had not seen the majority of the episodes this season. That may have been the first she saw all of. Um, but, yeah, I was able to catch her up fairly quickly, I, I, even though I had a couple of questions. I was trying to explain the, the whole Peter out of time. He's here. It's not his universe. That one's not his universe. I, just, I, I, started, I started confusing myself, right, so I just stopped at that point. Right, let's talk about this afterwards. All right. I, I got tons of questions to okay. bounce off you. All right. Um, should we do this next episode? or uh? No. no okay. All right. no, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um not on the not on the show. And go. <laughs> um anyways, don't give up on Alcatraz until you've seen the first two episodes and after that make your decision. Yeah. Very I, good. Because I like it a lot and it has a very lost feel and it's got a mystery and um there's JJ Abrams for crying out loud. Yeah. Cool. He did that terrible remake of Star Trek. Awesome. So um we have any other action items this show? No, I'm I'm done with my list. Okay. Um, do, I'm do not here to bring... Do we need music? Nah, I mean, I'd actually rather not have the sad piano music. My oh, intention okay. is not to bring the room down here. Um, but just because people people sit in with us, and, and I know with some of the radio shows I listen to... I you can know, play this. I kind of feel like I'm... You know, yeah, there you go. That's good. I like that. Okay. Um, you know, you kind of feel like you're almost part of the family. You know, you... It's like you're sitting around the table with them, you know, and you you feel their joys and you feel their pain and you hope for them and you call them idiots and, you know, you just, they, they feel like one of the family. And so with that in mind, um, what about this? just because I, what's that? No, go a, back, go back to the Herb Alpert. Okay. I'm down right. with the Tijuana Brass. It actually, it'll, it might help me get through this next uh, two or three minutes. And I am really going to try to keep this to just a couple of minutes. It's not my intention to go off on a rant here. Um, but, um, the, uh, the, the gig, which I got, uh, last June, um, was very exciting for me and, um, I'm not working with that job anymore yeah. and, um, I'm kind of out there again, uh, re-looking for uh, gainful employment. Um, so, uh, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I was not fired, um, there are no black marks on my record. I might even go back to that company someday. I might go back and freelance with them. Um, I didn't burn any bridges. Um, um, according to uh, my superiors, uh, no doors have been shut on me. Um, it was reasonably amicable. It was something that happened during a probationary period. Uh, they decided the fit wasn't quite right. You know, there are a lot of things going into it. Um, you know, it is what it is, and so I don't work there anymore, and it's a drag, and, you know, I'm going to get over it. Um, I think I'm out there needs a production manager. 
Yeah. <laughs> or a VO guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If and, you, you know, want, honestly. If you guys want to pay Bill to do some VOs, <laughs> it'll be well worth your time and money. <laughs> yeah, it'd be appreciated, too. But uh, I forbid you, Bill, to do free VOs for anybody uh, except... Except Johnny M. Except <laughs> no, it's too late. You can't put a qualifier. No, on except it. anybody related to the the network. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I, I'm I'm down with people. Um, I'm I'm willing to uh, to help out. Um, with that being said, yeah, uh, I do need to I do need to go ahead and uh, get an agent, and I do need to explore doing voiceover work as a uh, as a side job, if not a profession. I you know. There's too many people out there with golden throats to think that, you know, I'm going to be the next Whataburger guy. Well, that'd be awesome. That's a regional uh, burger joint. Okay. And don't forget the lemon package. Well, that guy's got a heck of a voice. There's 16,857 yeah. ways yeah. to have your Whataburger. See, if Santa Claus were a drinker and from <laughs> East Texas. He would sound like the Whataburger guy. He would sound like guy. the Whataburger guy, yeah. yes. Um, so, you know, good for him. Um, but I, I, I don't know, you know, who knows what's going to happen. One thing that's, that's nice is that unlike the last time I was a freelancer, um, I feel like, and you know, I haven't had a chance to throw any, any feelers out there yet. This just happened. And so basically 48 hours, basically. Yeah. So basically Monday I'm going to start placing calls to people I know and seeing if I can drum anything up. So who knows? Uh, we may go hungry and get kicked out of our house, or maybe okay. I have no idea. I, I'd like to lean towards uh, the latter, um, but uh, I do think that there are more venues, uh, there are more places for me to possibly work now than there were a couple of years ago. And and simply the, the economy is simply appro- uh, improving. I mean, a, a year or two ago, so many people were out of work, um, so many people were desperate for work, and and in this market, at least in the Dallas Fort Worth market. Um, uh, there has been a lot of stabilization. Uh, there is, there are a lot fewer people in the business I work in that are desperate for work. Um, so I'm hopeful and you know, my skill set is weird. Um, it doesn't really dovetail perfectly into any particular job, but, uh, um, but you know, I can direct, I can edit, I can do audio. I run camera. Um, you know, I'll do a voiceover for you whatever. So, you know, Hey, I'm going to try to get BillTheVoice.net up and running finally. I've had the domain name for a year and a half now, and I still haven't put one thing on that website. <laughs> so, uh, Russell or Ken, help. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. You know, maybe I'll get an agent, and uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so that's that's it. Um, uh, if you want to cry for me, Argentina, I won't mind. Uh, if you want to, if you've got a, if you got a line on, if you got a line on some gigs, I can put some bread in my pocket. And uh, keep me out of uh, debtor's prison. Uh, that's great. So but otherwise, money. yeah, that's about all I got. I don't think it's legal for me to actually ask for people to send us money. No, I'm pretty sure there's a prohibition on that. You think? Yeah. And tell you what, if anybody does send me money, I'm not reporting it. So don't <laughs> send me a check. But do, but do issue a W two. Yeah, yeah. I'll need a W two and make it, uh, you know, a money order or something. Something that's that's not easily traceable. You know, pay for the money order in cash. I guess that's what I'm saying. Here comes yeah. pantless, what pantless age. What's up? Hey, no, two you jelly beans. No, two no, jelly beans. No, no, no. Two, You've had two. way too many of those already. Only man. two jelly beans, okay? You're good man. I there think so go. because when you were gone, when yeah. you were gone, yeah, we know. Bill was like, "Yeah, just have, just take those in the living room." Okay, while you watch I, uh, I admit, I, I put a funnel, 
I put he a funnel did. in his mouth he and grabbed poured the, the jelly beans. He in, grabbed okay? the funnel from underneath the cabinet. I shoved it down Sage's throat. Sage had about a hundred jelly beans, and then said, "Dad," he said, "Daddy, I'm done." And I said, <laughs> "I said you're done when I say you're done. Eat." There's still more and jelly said, beans in here. He said, no, Daddy, that will upset my delicate stomach. I'm only five years old, <laughs> and you need to make better parenting choices. And I said, I'll tell you what a good parenting choice is. <laughs> and at that point, he cowered a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I scared him enough that he went ahead and ate the rest of the jelly beans. So, yeah, he had a bit of a meltdown. It was my fault. So uh, my apologies for being a uh, as poor a parent as I was an employee of my former company. Oh, stop it. So, uh, you know, hey, all right. Hey, on that happy note, um, thank you for joining us for Half Hour Wasted. Yeah, bring up the music. I'll, I'll boil it later <laughs> for us. Uh, you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. That makes you cool. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com. To check out our blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the message boards at forumsforgeeks.com. Send your questions, comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. And leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at Brad, Frank, or Bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow us at Twitter on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. Also, our other podcasts like Walking Dead, The Walking Dead podcast, Media Minutes, Podcatraz, Out Now, and The Black Box, and all those great shows we have on the network. Visit our sponsor, DCB Service. And remember, till next week, Sage, I'm Frank. Sage, I'm Brad. And this is your chance, Sage. Come here. Come here, Sage. Say, say something brilliant. Um, yeah. Do it. Say it. I like cheese. Good answer. Sage, next. Hello, half hour wasted. All right. Oh, that was really nice and well articulated, which is darned unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I was yeah, thinking I that, that segment thing. is that segment's done and gone. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, you know me, and uh, I will look forward to seeing you guys next week too. All right. Merry Christmas. Bye.